0: Hi, Olivia. Hi, Joy. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Oh, sweetheart. We have... Okay, I got to do this because of the mm-hmm. professional side. Welcome to the Joy Foster Podcast, Olivia Rose. <laughs>
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is so unique. I've never, I've never done a podcast, but I love podcasts.
0: Well, there you go, girl. So it's your podcast. I'm going to
1: send it out to the world. Long time no spoken to beautiful. I know. Oh my gosh. I've missed talking with you so much. It's been a crazy semester. This year has been, oh my gosh, it's been so much. So much. Okay. Fill me in. Fill me in. Fill me in. So, oh my gosh, where even begin? Um, just... Okay. So I just finished my third year. Right. So I'm, I'm officially going into my fourth year at U Ottawa. And it's really exciting because, you know, it's the last year. And so this time next year, I'm going to be like shouting to the world. Oh my gosh, I have a degree. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. You so I'm really
0: excited. go ahead you go ahead i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt i'm not gonna interrupt you go ahead go ahead <laughs> No, i love when you, you
1: interrupt it's awesome
0: okay so you're gonna agree you're gonna show your degree to the world so how you going to do it have you thought about it what kind of dress you're gonna wear like i seen the one where you graduated from banting but have you got all those thoughts in your mind or you're just studying still
1: right now it's just i think it's like decompressing right now like um I had my exams up until I guess just over two weeks ago so like I've been in the decompressing mode and kind of just being like okay it's summer I can relax now I don't have to write another paper oh my gosh Um, I went and visited my parents which is always really fun I love going home and and seeing my parents especially because we just got a puppy a few months ago yes She's super, okay, I can't even say she's super tiny. She's a Doberman. So she's getting really big now, and she's got so much energy. Yes. And, and it's so much fun to just go home and play with the dog, and then after a week and go, bye, guys. You deal with her. Bye. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. It's, it's just really exciting, and every time I go home, I get to, like, share little tidbits of news with my parents and um, – When I went home last, I was actually really excited because I was going home in part because I desperately wanted to hang out, but also because I was going home to collect my mail. I I ended up receiving an award this semester for academic excellence in my Latin American studies class. And so I was going home to to collect this award and it came with like a little certificate and a book. And I'm really excited to try and read the book because it's in Spanish.
0: Oh, that's what
1: you were studying, right? Yeah. And I just finished the Spanish portion of my degree. So I'm really hoping that, you know, having put in three years of work into trying to really understand a language that I'll be able to read this book.
0: You will, honey. You will. You will. There's nothing that comes along on Olivia's journey that you don't overcome. So you will do it.
1: I feel like that's so true. It's been been a heck of a journey. I'll Mm -hmm. give it that. I mean, I think this year... I think this is going to be a really big year, at least it it feels like a really big year for me, just because I think this year, I've got my fingers crossed. I know you can't see it, but I've got my fingers crossed. Um, (laughs) I'm hoping that this is the year that I get cleared off of the patient list from my kidney surgeries.
0: Yes, honey. Yeah.
1: And I'm really hopeful because everything's been going so well and I haven't had any problems. There's been no complications. I haven't had to go back to the doctor's.
0: Uh awesome
1: Well, I'm, i've got my fingers crossed that you know it was a really good school year everything went really well in terms of my academics but i'm now really hopeful that My next phone call with the surgeon is going to be him going, you're clear, you're off my list. Don't call back.
0: Yes, honey. I can totally agree with you on that from my own health challenges. So I know I'm always on the list from the brain tumors that I've had and stuff like that. So I understand with just health in general, always going to the doctor for updates and watching um, I totally agree. I totally can understand. Not agree. I can understand your feelings and just going in there and going. No, you don't have to come back, Olivia. You can just go on doing what you need to do. You know, it's. Uh, I understand, honey. I do. I do. I
1: didn't know that about you. I. I didn't. I. I knew that um, when I first went to university, we had mess. We had messaged because you had injured your ankle. I didn't know that about you. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yes, honey. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I had Cushing's. So Cushing's is a disease on the pituitary. You know, a disease on the pituitary. Yeah, it's a disease in a way. Yeah, it is. And um, you <laughs> develop these tumors. So I was first diagnosed in 1998. And I had my first major surgery in 99. Or, no, 98. Then I had four others after that with gamma knife radiation. Oh
2: so, my goodness. Yes.
0: So I've had an ongoing, I'm in, I'm cleared of it now because I both, I don't have both adrenal glands anymore. So, oh yeah. So it's known with everybody that I speak to in my presentations, on my website. Um, yep. Yeah, so that, and I take my medications every single day because when you have both adrenal glands removed, huh, you don't produce the hormone yeah. cortisol.
1: Oh, oh yes. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. So I have to take cortisol that keeps me alive. So yeah, I take it every single day. And uh, yep, that's what I deal with every day. But it's honestly, hun, it has made me stronger. I've had my days where you're kind of like, oh, my Lord, or you're back in the doctor's office again to this and that. But through adversity, you become stronger if you choose to be.
1: Exactly. You know, oh, exactly. I yeah. think it was because I've always known you to have you know, the most positive outlook. I, I've never met anyone with such an infectious oh. positivity.
0: Oh. And
1: when everything happened with my kidney, you know, it was my first year of university. I'd never lived alone. and you know, I'd never had a big major surgery like that. Yeah, and my mom rushed down from from here from Alliston mm-hmm. all the way to Ottawa to be there. And just the uncertainty and then coming back after the surgeries and and just getting back into the swing of of university life and we're thrown into a global pandemic. Wow! And I I moved back home and it's the first thing I remember thinking when I came out of the hospital was, you know what would make me feel so much better? If I watch one of Joy's shows right now, (laughs) I'm going to feel so energized again. I'm going to be able to get back on the horse. And that was what I did. I think I watched... I watched one of our future prospects episodes together. Yes, um, and and sitting there and watch looking at the youth advisory committee and, and kind of going back through memory lane and thinking, oh my gosh, we did all of this. Yes, this is something I mean, that happened.
2: Yes, and
1: thinking of that, it, it made everything so much easier. Like it it made taking the medications easier. It made taking painkillers easier. It made everything easier because it was just so infectiously positive that I couldn't help but feel better about the situation and I still do that now. I think that's one of the the things I've I've started doing is just looking at your posts or looking at old shows and interviews together and and just kind of being like, okay, everybody can do this. Look at every all the amazing things everybody else is doing.
2: Yes. I gotta get
1: out there and do that too. I just got to keep going. Yes, honey. It's been such a an easy way to feel a little bit more positive about everything. And yes. You know now we're kind of coming out. We're not fully through the pandemic, but we're kind of seeing we're, you know, we're at the top of the hill coming back down, I think. And yes. <laughs> it, it's been a long journey, but I'm so happy to have been through it. Like it's it's going to be really nice to 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 just be around people again and
0: Yes, honey. Yes.
1: And it you is- know, and to have that clearance from the doctor to be like, hey, you don't gotta come back to Ottawa anymore. I'm really excited about that because it means that life can really go back to the way, it, maybe not fully how it was, but right. you know, get back to some sense of normalcy. I, I'm I'm so excited for it.
0: Well, you know something, honey. It's a, like this. This just came to me as I uh, someone just tried to message me. So if we might have a little bit of a beep beep in our <laughs> recording. So I just thought I'd clarify that for the listeners. But um, it's a conversation, guys. So that's what it is. Um yeah. And a great. And a great one, Han, is that without those struggles in life, it's like, and I think I've said this already about adversities, but without everything you're going through is preparing you for a larger responsibility and journey. Because if it was easy, you wouldn't learn about yourself. You wouldn't learn about, and you say, well, Joy, is there any other way? Your journey is different than anybody else's. Exactly. You know, Olivia, because when you step into wherever you want to have changes made or whatever platform you're on, you're gonna rock it because you'll look back for a second and realize, look what I went through. Look what I overcome. This is a walk in the park. And it's sometimes as young people, they forget that, that they've overcome already. You've overcome it. So just keep moving forward every single day and being mental health month um i looked up and i looked up it came on it came on instagram sweetie and i went me? Hey, mental health month no. what the heck so i would love to embrace anything that you want to talk about like anything that you can give to the viewers that, are, that listeners that are listening and from olivia rose that's always been a champion voice for every single platform that i've
1: done I think it's really interesting that it you know it's mental health month and I think this particular year especially this this past few weeks has been especially challenging on the on the mental health front. I I, I lost a really unfortunately he wasn't he wasn't as close to me as I would have liked. We were we were kind of childhood friends and we did karate together um, and he he passed away. He took his life wow. and 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 most of us we didn't even know he was struggling and given that it's mental health month it's so important for anybody listening it's it's so important to know that that you're not actually alone that there are people who care so deeply and, and that the world is not a better place without you that that's something i wish i could have mentioned to him that you know i know we don't talk but i'm here you know, I'm here and I and I want to be here for right. as many people as I can. And it's something that after finding out that this friend of mine had passed, it was the first thing I said to my siblings. It was the first thing I said to my parents. I got on all my social media and started just whoever I needed to contact, whoever was the first name that came to my brain. I just started contacting people going, look, I'm here. I care. If you need anything, please let me know. And then I found out it was mental health month. And I went, oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow it was, it was devastating because if I could have just been there to help, mm-hmm. I would have loved to, even if it didn't make a difference in the outcome, just having him know that, that I was there, that I, I would have loved to talk, that I could have listened and been a friend for him right, would have been so important. And, you know, I, I started, as soon as that happened, the first thing I did was, you know, like I said, I started messaging people. And then the second thing I did was I jumped onto my university's platform and I went, okay, what do we have for mental health services? I have friends who are going through crises. What do we have that I can, I can send them? What can I help? And I found out, and I don't know how many universities do this. So I think it's so important for people my age to, to check if they're going to post-secondary, get in touch with the student union and make sure that there's a mental health plan. Because I know you Ottawa has in our uh, list of different fees that we pay for, we, we actually pay for mental health services. Okay. So it's I think it's something that every post-secondary student should be double checking. If you've got that coverage and you're struggling, use it. it. It's there. And if it's not there, you need to fight your university to put it there because it's so important. There are so many different pressures and struggles today that... And it's not that previous generations didn't have it. It's it. It was slightly different. We know we didn't have... And as my mom always says, you know, the technology just wasn't there. You weren't right. exposed to as many of the pressures that we are now. Right. There were still pressures. There were still problems. And there was still, mental health was still taboo to talk about at the time. But now there's this social media aspect that you can have one person be negative in a thousand people, but that one person, if their voice is loud enough, mm-hmm. can really affect a person. So it's so important to have that positivity and to kind of check what it is you've got on your feed. Because, you know, mental health month shouldn't be the only month where we're really concerned about mental health.
0: That's right. That's right. It's an ongoing conversation. It's an ongoing issue. Somebody said, very, very well said, sweetheart, as always, Olivia, as always, honey. Love you to pieces, girl. Someone said this to me the other day, there was something they were talking to me on the phone and you could tell it went quiet. And then they were looking at their phone and they said something or the other about whatever. And it was a negative, it was, a, it was an informative information, but it had a negative side to it. And I said, well, I don't really get into that. And then they said to me, well, you should, you should keep up to date on this. Exactly. And, I, and I went, no, in my head, I said, no, I don't. And I got another agenda. I have another agenda to do is to create a change. I don't need to listen to TV and what's going down 24-7 because it will play upon your mental thoughts.
1: Exactly. No, you're so right. I mean, with everything going on in Ukraine, you know, I, I noticed even a shift just in the amount of news yes. that's being consumed here. I mean, my my boyfriend, he's, he studies Russian politics and as well as other um russian and its neighbors so you know various different countries in that region including ukraine and the amount of news that he consumes on a daily basis it's it's when he turns it off and when we get outside together and we're gardening or we're on a walk with his dogs it's you it's a physical shift in just how he stands and the way he looks and you know sometimes the news it's important to be informed like it's important to know hey these negatives exist hey this happens but it's so important to take that step back and and kind of remind yourself hey this isn't all i have to consume that's right there's more in life you know last year we started a butterfly garden um for conservation because we wanted to try and get local bee populations to come back and local butterfly populations to come back so we planted a little butterfly garden and this year he you know he kind of had that little that little inkling from last year and this year he's already out doing everything he's got apple trees and we've got we've got sunflowers and we've got all these different things going now it's so nice to just get outside in the sun and and be away from the news and
0: yes You know,
1: and we know the news is happening. That's right. You know, like we can take a few days and the news isn't gonna go anywhere. We'll still check it later. But just having that time to, you know, take back for yourself and step back and remind yourself, okay, things are good. I'm okay. The people around me are okay. That's right. What's next?
0: That's right, honey. Thank you for saying that, sharing. What your boyfriend's name is that handsome man.
1: Oh, Grant Michael Harge. He is so amazing. Ah. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: he's downstairs right now you know, he knows that this is going on so we we rushed out from brunch and we were we were walking back we were kind of power walking back and he's going you know why don't after your interview we do this and after this we can do this and this and this and i was like see this is this is so good on you you know not doing summer classes it's yes. so good to see you relaxed. and he goes well i'm always relaxed no you're not
0: you Me need to either. relax more why is it so important? Um, thank you for sharing that, what you did about Grant and yourself, honey. Thank you, because that component of this conversation is so incredible because youth today don't know how to chill out. They think they do, but they don't know because they're on this bike pedaling 24-7. And it's like an inner competition with themselves and the world and their peers. Yes. And I want you to elaborate on that because I don't know if parents are telling them or where they're getting this from, but what do they need to do, Olivia? Like, what do you guys need to do? Because if you keep going like this, you're not going to make it to 30. Like it's going to be mentally, like it's just going to be like done mentally, mentally
1: I'm saying. it. You know, I've never actually heard that analogy before the bike and you're pedaling 20. I love that. Um, I mean, it, I mean, it's different for every person. And, and I, I know every person kind of has their own real way to decompress. Right. Um, for me, it flip-flops. I would say it really flip-flops. It goes between, you know, I, I want to be around as many people as possible and have as many conversations, as many dialogues as I can and consume as much of the people I love as I can have. And then there are periods where you know, I, I've 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 had these conversations and I don't, it's not even that I need to digest them, but it's, I have to be alone for a while. I have to just have myself and time to myself. And this year, you know, it was, like I said, it was a really great academic year. It was very challenging academic year. Um, and, you know, I was on the bike and I kept pedaling and pedaling and pedaling. And then we get to just after reading or just before reading, we can suddenly, I'm I'm so drained that I, I, can't, I can't even like show up to classes mm. um, and, I, and I'm sitting there in my classes with the volume off so that way I get the attendance mark and I'm sitting there going I know I can't be doing this but I just don't have the energy and you know my my boyfriend my gr- grant he comes in and he had this puzzle And I just started doing puzzles during class. And I wasn't even taking notes, but I was able to get the the volume back on. And instead of sitting there consuming and I'm sitting there trying to pedal and force myself to keep going, I was kind of just listening. And I was, you know, and I figured if I really need notes, I can go back later, but just sitting there doing a puzzle was so relaxing. And for everybody, you know, that might not be the same for everybody. um, But for me, just sitting there doing puzzles was Mm -hmm. really relaxing you know I could have the door shut the windows open and just sit there listening to music after class and and not having to think um it was it was really nice I mean getting outside I I don't know where I read this but I remember reading this somewhere that um part of the reason why September like through December the colder months part of the reason it's so difficult for a lot of people to feel energized is the sun isn't as powerful meaning like you're not getting as much vitamin D naturally from the sun right so it makes it it makes it really hard for a lot of people to to keep the positive energy because they're not getting the natural uh, vitamin D which means even if they're drinking orange juice and getting their vitamin C you actually need vitamin D and vitamin C um something about it helps produce the chemicals in your brain that keep you energized and happy. Yes. Um so I started taking vitamin D tablets with, you know, a glass of orange juice and it was it definitely helped. It yes. wasn't it wasn't the greatest. It was still cold. It was still covid. You know, we were still kind of shut in, but mm-hmm. it kind of made it a little easier to relax because even though I couldn't really get outside and do much, I was still I was still kind of relaxed.
0: Yes, honey. Oh, my God. What makes you so wise, pretty girl? I asked you this probably several times because you've been on many platforms as well as a youth advisory and everything that we've done together. But what keeps you wise? Like, you know, you go through stuff, which everybody goes through stuff. But what brings you back to the helm? What brings you back?
1: I would love to say that I know, but I, I really don't. I mean, my mom and dad used to say that as well when I was younger, that I was I was a, um an adult in a child's body.
2: Right. Um
1: I always tended to listen to adult conversations more than I was intrigued by my siblings, which yes. isn't to say that I don't love my siblings, but cuz I do. Oh my gosh, I do. My, I'm so proud of my siblings all the time. But I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. I had a, I think part of it was growing up a lot of my friends were almost almost chaotic in nature. Like they, I love them to pieces. They're amazing people, all of them, but they all kind of went through crises. And I didn't really feel like I went through a crisis growing up. You know, my, my parents were together. They were loving, they were very supportive. And my mom and, you know, she was always very, very open about the hardships she experienced growing up. Right. And part of that, you know, I think I kind of internalized a lot of her hardships and figured, okay, I don't ever want anybody to go through what my mom went through. I don't want anybody to feel that way, including my mom. So I always just kind of made sure to be there for other people. And I always listened to other people's stories and other people's hardships because I could then internalize that, figure out how to help. But then also if that scenario ever arose in my own life, I already had how that played out in my mind. So I was able to kind of use that as a, almost like a jumping off point to, to help figure out what to do and where to go. And yes, so, you know, I think part of it was, you know, a lot of adult time, but also a lot of every, everybody else, my age kind of, kind of turned to me to, to help them. And I think that kind of just aged me up a little bit more and it kind of just got to a point where I was like, okay, I feel very adult I'm happy with feeling very adult. And now it's my turn, you know, as a, as a 21 year old to kind of let loose a little bit. And if I have a crisis, you know, I, I've got people to lean on and, and help me through that now.
0: That's right, honey, that's right. And keeping close to people who respect you and whose, te- and, and whose integrity is very, it's real. It's not false, it's they're looking out for you. How mm-hmm. important is that, Han, being Mental Health Month or mental health on a whole? How is it important that your surroundings be um, positive, engaging, like, you know, good to digest?
1: Yeah, I would say it's, it's extremely important, but I think for people my age, a lot of people my age, I think, find it very difficult to set those kinds of boundaries with people, you know, who are maybe more chaotic or maybe don't have the the right experiences to help kind of foster a good environment for them. You know, I, I have a lot of friends who they are working on themselves and working on boundaries for themselves, but at the same time still encroach on my boundaries. And I I haven't quite learned how to how to go about navigating that. And I find it very hard to set right. boundaries with people. And because I kind of just want to be a positive person for everybody, but sometimes it's really, really hard. Yes. So it's, it's all about kind of give and take. And um, so it might sound a little harsh, but, you know, given that it's mental health month, sometimes the hard truth is very, very important. That if somebody is toxic, if somebody is so negative that they are weighing you down, you don't have to respond. That's right. You genuinely don't. You know, the no- you can get the notification on your phone and you can delete the notification. That's right. You can get the call and you can ignore the call.
2: That's right. It's
1: it's not easy to do. I, I certainly don't find it easy to do. I try to pick up every single time I get a message um, just in case, oh my gosh, what if somebody needs me for something? If I've got to help them, I got to be there. But it is a boundary that people, they especially my age have to learn to set um, because otherwise it can become so, so draining. Yes. And something that I, I, I ended up telling a friend not even that long ago, and it maybe not even a friend. It might be my sister. I'm not sure. I don't know who I told this to. <laughs> I, I, I told somebody that you know, you are essentially a child. You're not a therapist. You're not a guidance counselor. You are not somebody who has years and years of years in a, in this field. It's not your job to fix them. Mm-hmm. It's your job to work on yourself. It's your job to protect yourself. It's your job to to engage with yourself and love yourself. As hard as as it can be to do, it's not your job to fix somebody else. That's right. And that's a lesson I am constantly being taught. And it's a lesson that (laughs) my boyfriend tries to teach me and my parents try to teach me. And sometimes I just don't listen. I'm a very stubborn person that way.
2: Right.
1: Um, I always have been I've, I'm yes. a very stubborn person in that way I always think I can walk into this problem and I can fix it and mm. as creative an attitude as that is in the workplace because yes. in the workplace walking into an attitude of I can do anything I set my mind to fantastic with yes. yourself and with your friends it's not the case no you you have to take that step back and remind yourself basically tell yourself I am a child and I'm not this person's parent. I'm not this person's doctor. I'm not, I'm this person's friend. That's right. It's not my job.
0: That's right. And it's not your job to keep everybody happy. It's for them to find happiness within their own
1: selves. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, sh- I want to frame that somewhere.
0: Yes. Because
1: I I- that. That's such, it's so important for people to know that.
0: Yes, it is. And they don't want to know that. So if they can find those crutches, to lean on those crutches 24-7, they'll use it. But the day that they have to remove them, and you walk away, um, like people are gonna listen to this now. I'm gonna let me just clarify this for a second. If somebody needs special help, like really, really down, depressed, your advice is to give them and let them do it. They've got to do it. Yes. But if it's in, if it's bringing you down, that you have no space, no mental escape, you've got to let it go. And from coming from a dysfunctional family myself. I had to do that. Even my own family, I had to put on the end. Not my family now, my pa- my other, yeah. my, my mom, my like just family in general, I had to do. And it was hard because I felt accountable. I felt like I could fix it. And, and it nearly drove me off to a psych ward. I didn't go there, but um, I got my therapy and I can honestly say that. And it got me on the right track. But I had to post one time on social media, Olivia, it's not your job to keep somebody else's happy, happy. It's not your job. They've got to figure it out because if they don't, you're going to be their crutch 24 seven to keep propping them up.
1: Exactly. Well, and you know, another thing that I was always told growing up is you can't throw a band aid on every problem. Right. And, you know, as much as a phone call with a friend who's really, really down in the dubs, it might throw a band-aid on the situation, but they're never going to heal. That's right, no, and I've had to I've had to play the tough love card once or twice, and it was I felt so guilty at first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tough, I hate the tough love card. I hate it. Absolutely despise it. <laughs> Not something I ever like to use. So how do you think parents feel? Then, then what they got to tell you? Got to do things. Oh, they feel terrible. That's they right. Don't like to use it either. Um, and I and a lot of I think a lot of people my age, I think they recognize that, but they always forget that the parents don't want to play a tough love card with you. They don't want to um as I'm as much of people older than me like to say you know tell it as it is um right. you know they don't want to they want to they want to be the band-aid they want to be a crutch but they also know if they continue doing that you don't heal properly meaning you can't move forward that's with right. your life you can't you can't heal yourself properly if you don't address the problem at its root that's because right. if you leave the root it keeps growing
2: that's right. So
1: you have to you have to give that tough love to your friend sometimes. Sometimes you have to recommend to them, hey, you need to go to somebody professional, or hey, you need to turn to a different person, or hey, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Because you know that, you know, as much as it hurts, you want to be there to help your friend, you want to be the crutch, you want to be the band aid, you know that your friend can't heal that way. That's they right. Can't, they can't move forward. They can't reach their full potential if they're constantly falling backwards.
2: That's right. You
1: that's know, right. and its I i want to see everybody succeed. I, I want, you know, my my siblings to grow up and to succeed in everything they want to do. My, my friends, you, me, I want everybody to be able to succeed. And we can't do that if we're constantly falling back.
0: That's right. And it's their responsibility to their own journey because it's a road you have to walk. You've yeah. got to walk that road yourself. You have to because that's the only way you're going to face anything out there, you're going to build, build strength, you're going to build your character, you're going to be able to hold a conversation without somebody kicking you down, you can stand up and say oh my god, where's Olivia? You can use that voice without having any apology, exactly. just use it, and it's the even music in itself, when I was around some young people, uh, and i got to say young people because the majority of my audience is young people and the music was down Olivia, it was like I was going to jump for a roof. I'll jump through a roof, my God, jump off a roof, <laughs> but um, it was the men- the mentality of the music was, doo, doo, doo. and I was like, how the fish do you go? Like, excuse me, how do you guys survive through this, this these these verbal words? And this, well, and you know, when I heard them t- explain to me back, is that that that's how the way they thought. Really? Yeah, that's how the way they thought about life. It was oh, down and it's. And as soon as I put on something upbeat, they couldn't digest it. These certain people couldn't digest it. They couldn't, oh, okay, I don't, I don't listen to that. But then all of a sudden they went to the woo side. And went, oh my goodness gracious. I had to, I had to separate. I had to put them in a box for yeah. a little while and realize, and then I wrote a, a blog about it, that you, you listen to and you associate with how the way you feel. So you're an upgoing person you hang out with people that are up going and it, it just ignites you all the time. You have your days, but you know how to get through it and deal with it. We all do. And then some people just be with people that are down and that's something you just can't fix. That's who they are. And everything is a choice, right, Han?
1: Exactly. No, it's I find it's it's kind of like an echo chamber. I know I know an echo chamber. Echo chamber. It's like a I know it's a pol- it's a politics term, but it really does work in the real world. So an echo chamber is essentially, and and how it's used in politics at least, is this idea of, it's kind of like like minds attract liked minds. You know what I mean? Like it's the idea of, you know, you enter, let's say like a group chat and it's all people that you agree with. It's all music you agree with. It's all things that only cater to what you're feeling in that moment. And the other people have the exact same sentiment. So it's all you focus on. You know, right. and if somebody new comes into the chat with, you know, if if the conversation is very, very down the whole time and somebody new comes into the chat with a very positive, bright outlook on life, they seem like an outsider. That's right. So That's- I really think that these these echo chambers, these these small groups of, of negativity, it can be very harmful because it becomes so much harder to pull yourself out if all you're hearing is the negative. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and I'm not saying that you can't feel the negative it, you know, it's, I've done a lot of reading the past few weeks, especially the past few weeks. Um, and it's important to let your feelings out and let them be understood, but it's also important that you're not sitting there for weeks and weeks and every minute of your day, constantly thinking about it. Yes. No, it's kind of like, you know, we, you were mentioning songs and I kind of. I kind of use music as a way to help kind of focus my thoughts and figure out what it is I'm feeling. And I will listen to one, maybe two sad songs if I'm sad, you know? Right, sure. Sure And let the emotion come out and I can feel the emotion. But when that song ends, I know something upbeat is going to come. And at that point, after I've sat there for a few minutes and I've let the emotion come out, the emotion has to be, you have to let it move on because otherwise you don't feel anything else. That's right. And then the happy song comes on, or the very loud, aggressive rock <laughs> music comes on. Yes, and happens in my in my playlists. Um, and suddenly it's okay, bouncing around the room again, and oh yeah, letting the next emotion come out. So that way, when it's time for me to leave the office, when it's time to close YouTube or Spotify or whatever music platform I'm using, I really don't know anymore. Um, when it's time to close it all down. I can mm-hmm. walk out of that office because we have a small little office that is now mine, um, yes. which I love. And it's very, <laughs> it's very Olivia. I can't wait. I'll come on like a zoom recording sometime and just show you my office. I love please, it. Please, please. Um, but you know, when it's time to leave the office, it's also time to leave behind that emotion. Yes. So that way I can go on the rest of my day and, you know, kind of not feel overwhelmed with the emotion. I, I you know, I'm a very, emotional person I always have been and I know that sometimes my emotions control me yes I control them but at least with having that kind of you know set one or two songs to feel that emotion and then move on
2: that's right honey
1: you know at that that way at the very least even if I'm not fully in control of my emotions I know that you know that set time is going to come and I have to move on at that point
0: That's right, honey. Oh, my God. That's why I love inviting you on. I really, really do. I knew you were busy with school and I try my best not to um, get in there, especially when school starts, because it is one after the other with, you know, lessons, lectures, assignments. Um, it's not ongoing, but it's always a pleasure talking to you, sweetheart. Like you I are just love
1: talking with you as well, Joy. I really do.
0: Yes, like you are just so. Oh my God, like just, incre- and there's so many, I don't know how many words I can tell you. Not only beautiful with those beautiful bedroom eyes and she has bedroom eyes, guys. Like if you go to our social media, go to wherever Olivia Rose is, she's got gorgeous eyes. You're going to see her face anyway, right? podcast, but you're gorgeous. Like you really are. You ooze love, like love wherever you go. Wherever you go, you ooze love. And uh, none of us are perfect, but girl, you are just beautiful. You really are.
1: You truly are.
0: No, it's the truth, honey. You really are. You remember the time when you were going through your health issues and the pictures of you, your sister, lying beside you at the hospital and the postings. And I prayed for you. I prayed. I prayed to God every single day. I said, This girl's going to get through it. And when she gets through it, watch out, world. And that's who champions are. They get through stuff because life doesn't always serve you
1: lemonade. No, life definitely does not always like to serve lemonade. No. Uh, that's no, okay. it... But when it does, after it's served, whatever not tasty drink it's served, um, and it does give back the lemonade, it's it's always so much sweeter after.
2: Yes. You know? right. After
1: looking at the, oh, that drink wasn't as good, and then, and then you get the lemonade, and it's so much better. Yes. And it makes you almost forget, oh. This is how good lemonade is? Oh my gosh, I love lemonade. Yes.
0: It's gorgeous, man. It's nice. It's tart. You throw something else in there, but this is a podcast and you never never know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's it's all good. So my love, I'm gonna have you back on the show. I don't I know when that. I don't know when your schedule is. I wanna have everybody see your beautiful face. Are you rocking a new haircut now or?
1: Oh my gosh how funny that you should mention that um we were actually just talking today about me going and getting a haircut for the summer um i have not touched it if you can believe it i have not touched my hair since last year this time last year i cut my hair um the day before mother's day last year
0: right
1: and then mother's day my mom drove up to goddard she surprised me in goddard because grant had the car and so I wasn't going to be able to go drive to see her. And I was devastated and I was crying. And my mom shows up in Goddard and is knocking on the door. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's my mom. And she looks at me and she goes, You cut your hair? And I went, Yeah, I cut it yesterday. And she goes, Oh my gosh. So well, I haven't touched my hair since. Um, other than I think I tried to dye it and it didn't work as well. My sister was so disappointed in me because she's um, she's a cosmetology student at Banting. Um, and she ah. just she just got into this um, oh, what's it called? It's uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. She was so excited about it. I, I was so oh shazam! It's a, it's a specialist high school major, in ah. in cosmetology. And so my sister gets to take like hairstyling and makeup, and she's so excited about it. And my sister took one look at the the dyes that I had tried to use, and she goes, "I <laughs> should have just waited and come home, and I could have done this for you, and it would have looked so much nicer." And I was like, "Thanks, Briar." And she goes, next time you're just going to call me or text me and I'm going to do it for you. And I was like, do you want to cut my hair too? And she goes, yeah, but I can't promise you how well it's going to turn out. And I went, no, don't eat, don't even think about it. <laughs>
2: oh, she's,
1: she is, she's turning out to be such an amazing young woman. I am so proud of my little sister. She's, oh. she is, she's so empathetic to other Mm -hmm. students and she's always so concerned about how other students are doing and making sure that you know other students aren't fighting and that you know if something's going on at the school that she's talking to someone and she's getting help for people she always she's just such a sweet young woman and my little brother he just started high school at Banting and so obviously I'm so excited because both my siblings have now gone to my high school yeah Um, (laughs) <laughs> and he is also getting a, he's going to go into a specialist high school major, but for um for cooking. And I oh, didn't know that they did that. Oh, he cooks so, he's been trying so many different recipes. And every time I come home, it's like, here, Olivia, taste this. Here, Olivia, try this. Olivia, where's Grant? He cooks. I need his opinion. And, uh... it's, and he's, you know, he's turning out to be a lot like my sister and I, and he too is also very very welcoming and very, I mean, he's a, he's a young man. So, obviously you know, he likes to, he likes to put on the young man front, but sure. sure. He's in high school now. Like, you know, the ladies are around, so
0: it's growing up, honey. It's all growing up.
1: The difference from, you know, when I went to, when I went to university, my first year of university was my sister's first year of high school. Mm -hmm. And you know, at that time, my brother was still shorter than me. And he still kind of had the very soft round features. And, you know, he was still very much my baby brother. Yes. And I came home. And it hadn't even been two months because it was the very first reading week, I believe in I think, I think for University of Ottawa, it's October. Right. Um. And I came home. And he was taller than me and he was he was very angular and his sh- shoulders had gotten so broad and I'm looking at him going <laughs> where is my t- where's my baby brother? And he goes, Olivia, and his voice was deep. Oh like I know. This. And I was like, What? Olivia, I can concur to that because when we
0: when Michael he graduates from McMaster June, so he gets his degree. Um,
1: Congratulations for me. That's fantastic. Yes,
0: honey, June the 13th. He gets his degree, got all his marks in and yeah, he's officially finished his four year and uh, doing so well, doing so well. We're so proud of him. But when we meet up with him, um, and we see him there, um, his voice, his statue, like you're saying about your brother and the shoulders, and the walk and the oh, look. The walk. Like, I know the walk. It's like, damn. It's like, where's that little baby that used to run around in the garden? Really? Um, you know, with the diaper on. You know, <laughs> it's I like they're that. moving. They're, you know, they're moving on and you're excited for them. You know what I honey. You're just excited. I thought you are with your family, how we are. So you're like a mother looking at your children. A
1: little and bit, And seeing yeah. them
0: graduate. You know what I am Seeing them move on. You know, honey, that's it, what makes you Olivia.
1: It's insane. Like, you know, next year, um, next year is going to be my final year of my degree as well. So next June, I, um, I, I get my degree, but next year will be, I, I guess probably the last time my sister and I will graduate the same year. Cause we, I graduated high school the year she graduated grade elementary, you know, she graduated grade eight. Right and I'm gonna graduate my degree the year she finishes high school. So I'm really excited because we, you know, we got to go to each other's graduations um, and she gets to move on. And my brother is still, I guess, two years away, but it's really, it's kind of bittersweet. And my mom always mentions how I'm such a mother hen. And I have to, she's like, Olivia, you have to stop worrying about your sister and your brother it's your turn to go live your life and go yes. with your boyfriend yes. don't worry about them doing whatever they're doing and it's like i can't you know i there's just enough of an age gap between me and my my siblings that i i'm constantly wanting to know how they're doing you right. know it's that mother hen feeling of i remember the day my sister was born i remember the day my brother was born even better. Um, I was, Mm -hmm. I was there. I was in the hospital. You know, I (laughs) was running around the next day. I, my best friend lived right across the road from me. And the very next day, I ran to her house and started banging on the front door. And her mom opens the door. And she's like, Olivia, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I went, I have a baby brother now. And she went, Oh, my God, you've been you've only been telling us that you were going to have a baby brother for months. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, yeah, but he's real now. He's here. And so, you know, like I, I remember changing diapers and babysitting after school. I remember all of that. So to to go off and, and live my own life now is so strange mm-hmm. because I come mm-hmm. home and and it's I'm still family. I, I still, you know, I, I, if I need to come home, I still have a bedroom. I'm still the oldest daughter. But I'm also the oldest daughter. I'm the first one out the door. So I'm kind of hitting that point in my life where, and it's a very bittersweet point where I'm kind of becoming the visitor in the house. Yes. You know, like it's it's kind of, I'm just visiting and then I go back to wherever I'm living. And it's very strange for me to, to let go and try to think of my siblings as teenagers and not children.
0: Yes, um, it's the growing up. What it is, is that, you're transitioning. You're transitioning into your life. You're transitioning into your adulthood. You're transitioning into your life now. And they'll always be there, but now it's your life.
1: Exactly.
0: And it is scary good. I say scary good. I don't say scary. It's scary good.
1: It is. No, you're you're so right.
0: Yeah. It's going to be, it's scary good, but it's also going to be exciting. that's your life now. And uh, transitioning isn't easy, but you're doing it very well. And that's why this podcast right now is chock full of so much wisdom. So much wisdom, hon. So much. Would you come back?
1: Oh, of course I will. I would love to.
0: All right. What I'd love to do is have around, and I've been trying to do this, <laughs> but I always get taken away. It's have a couple of ladies on a guys on. Just to talk about university years. So up and coming grade 12s can hear from great people like yourselves that have been in the game.
1: It, I think it's actually really important. We talked about this at the end of my, because I just finished the Spanish language component of my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the, you know, this year we really focused on um, on human rights, but especially on education. Right, And one of the things that, almost every single student brought up was their high schools didn't do enough of a job to prepare them for what university really was right and a lot of students got to university and they they it's not that they you know did poorly or that they they felt like they had to drop out but they just felt so unprepared you know it was a very big it was almost like a culture shock
2: Yes, a oh, whole huge. new
1: culture that they had to experience. And, you know, I, I went through it. I moved five and a half hours away from home. Um, right. Mostly because I knew that th- the degree I was going for was exciting. But also a part of me went because I knew if I went to a university close to home, I might not try to live in residence or I might not try as hard to go out and meet people because I might try to fall back on home. And might try to cook. My one friend did that every single weekend. He would oh, come yeah. home from university. He would avoid parties. He avoided meeting people. And now he's almost done his degree and he has, he knows so few people. He doesn't really feel like he ever left.
2: Wow. But he's
1: got a degree. He's, you know, and at that point you're supposed to feel, I think, a little bit different because you have, you're supposed to have four years of experience and I know that things have shifted because of the pandemic right you know, I spent most of my my university degree online, but I still really really tried to to meet as many people as I could. I still tried to do model parliament when I could. I still I still participated in um, there was an ambassador's night at one of my Spanish classes where a bunch of Latin American ambassadors, Um, showed up to my Spanish class and we got to talk to them and ask them questions about how to get into the field and what they liked about their work and having that connection and meeting those people is such an integral part of of going to university and I think it's so important that you know and like I said every single student that that talked in my Spanish class was saying how important it is for high schools to truly prepare students to really let them know what finances look like, to really let them know how to, how to engage socially, how to do well in their classes. Um, I got, I got really lucky. My my history and politics teacher would invite former students back who went into politics and history degrees Mm. and they would come back from their university to talk about, you know, what events they did for these types of students, what the exam formats look like, what you should expect in your classes, how, you know, how to pick your schedule to make sure you get all the classes you want. And, you know, I, I think I got really lucky that way, but I know not a lot of teachers do that.
0: That's right. And because because they're, they're on a driven path themselves. So they're on an agenda. But that's where you as young people can critique that and change it. It's like that movie, 100 Foot Journey. And um, he was making- Oh
1: my gosh, you this... watched that movie too. Oh, I
0: love that movie. Helen, 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 oh my girl, that, that guy in there is so sweet, the cook. Yes. And, and I forget his name, I forget, I know Helen Marin. And Helen Marin went over his shoulder and she said, how come you're changing the source that's been in existence for 200 years? And he turns to her and he's got his beautiful chef hat on and he's stirring and he's got the beautiful Indian accent. And he goes, because mom, maybe in 200 years is long enough.
1: Exactly. Well, and why does everything have to be carved in stone? Like it's doesn't, no, it doesn't. And that's the thing that I think a lot of, I, and I respect tradition, you know, I love tradition. Tradition can be a beautiful thing. Right. But tradition should not exceed adaptation
2: that's right that's
1: it shouldn't right. exceed the needs of younger generations if it's impeding on their lives it's it right you know like my i always like to think that you know my parents really broke the mold that way it was not about you know it was about traditions in the sense of little family traditions during sure. holidays or birthday traditions but tradition itself Staying the same for 200 years doesn't work nope. because this is a whole new era. You can't form the same rules from hundreds of years ago in today's society.
2: That's right, honey. Especially right.
1: because, you know, rules from 200 years ago were often discriminatory and were often racist and neglected the needs of many, many people. That's and right. I'm not saying that today's world is perfect. It You know, we have a long way to go Yes, to to be where we need to be. But I think it's really, really important to start with the youth and let them know, like, it's important to fight for change. It's important to be politically involved. It's important to rise up to challenges, because that's how we break traditions. That's how we break the mold, and remind everybody that you don't have to fit into a teeny tiny little square. If you want to be a triangle, you can be a triangle. If you want to be anything you can be that thing you just have to work for it
0: that's right that's work for it work for it not a privilege which we all have privilege but you've got to work for it and then gain and then gain it rightfully
1: exactly I mean we also have to acknowledge the privilege as well I mean I I still see a lot of I still see a lot of it even in my politics degrees which is a little sad Yes. Oh, yes. It's, it's, it's a little saddening uh-huh. for me uh-huh. to see it. I mean, there is still stigma around coming from a rural family. That's right. I uh-huh. And it was so shocking to, to experience that in my first and second year of university. Yeah. And it, it was from a small minority. But as I mentioned earlier, a small minority often has a very large voice and thinks that they are bigger than they are. That's right. And to hear somebody actually say, you know, my dad, my dad, as you know, my my father, my one of my favorite people in the world. He's a yeah. truck driver, you know, yeah. and not a truck driver. He didn't go to Ottawa for the protest. Um, I am gonna just call it a protest, even though I don't believe it is. Um, right. But I'm not gonna get into all of that. But no, nope. you know, my, no, nope. my truck driver. No, nope.
0: that's another platform. That's an <laughs> a
1: that's a whole other platform. Um, but my dad's a truck driver, and my dad works very very hard. And I had somebody actually try to tell me that because my dad is a truck driver that I didn't deserve to be in politics wow that because I came from that such a blue collar background that I shouldn't be in this field and I was so outraged because that's a whole other type of privilege in in and of itself you know that's right workers help keep the world going that's right white collar workers, and I don't actually know if there's any other terms, but you know, different different walks of life, different people following different career paths makes the world turn.
2: That's right. That's and that right,
1: preclude people from following their dreams. You yep. know, I could not drive a truck. I do not have that skill. My dad is very skilled at that, and that is his forte. Mine That's right. Is, mine is, I love languages, I love politics, and I love talking to people so for me a job in a public servant role makes so much more sense than not enjoying truck driving exactly Um, but to have people still have this mindset of because you're from this world because you're from this family you don't deserve this it's such a backwards and wrong way to be in life
0: oh my god olivia we gotta have you back girl we gotta have you back because that's another conversation that needs to always be kept in the forefront i talk to youth all the time and it is still there they deal with it in school they deal with it in jobs they deal with it in just with their friends talking and i am out for it now like i'm done with that kind of junk i am done and i'm very blunt but you know sometimes you got to get, get a swift kick if you want to hear the truth exactly And uh, respect is earned. It's not given, not where you live or the car you drive or the money you have in the bank. Because number one, you can't take the stuff with you. No. You know, and you better start using your life for goodness because you will pay a price somewhere in life. And it's not a threat. It's the way life is. And uh, no, no, you keep using your voice for greatness. I want to have you back, pretty girl. I want to have you back. And I want to touch upon before school, before school, because I don't like, I try my best not to do it within school times because it's very, it's, it's very hard. You know, I believe there in balance.
1: Be. It, it, finding balance in school is definitely very hard. Um, the nice thing about fourth year though, is schedules become very open. So I can be very flexible okay. um, and I would be very happy to come back. And then, you know, you're, you're excellent at communicating. I'm, I'm not always the best, but ah. With the communication skills, I, I'm happy to plan it out and figure out a good day and time and I, I can make it work.
0: Okay, I'm gonna make it work. I wanna have you on somebody else. I wanna have a guy on here. I wanna get some men involved and two another lady and a, I have one lady and you will just click together and then a two two gentlemen on. Two oh. post secondary students that like yourselves. Uh, and get a good conversation going that we could put out there before September or within September so young people can listen to. Oh my God, I'm going through so much stuff here. Ugh, <laughs> you know, this person is not like me because I don't have these shoes on or I'm not in sciences or, you know what I mean? Oh, like I know. some real conversation where people just got to get off their high horse because if you don't learn life, life will teach you naturally.
1: yes it will
0: it will honey so what are you off to do now pretty girl
1: i have absolutely no clue it's a beautiful day um my guess is is that we are probably going to try to get back outside it's the weather has been so lovely we had a bonfire last night nice um so i'm hoping that we'll go and do something like that again um grant and i might sit down and um look at hairstyles together and I might go and get my hair cut today. Okay. Get a nice, a new fancy style and definitely lighten it up. I have very heavy hair. So lighten it up for the summer would be fantastic. Um, And then I don't know, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm in between jobs at the moment. So we're just kind of hanging out now for, I think another two weeks until I start my job.
0: Awesome. I will enjoy it, girl. Enjoy it.
1: I'm so looking Perfect. forward
0: to it. And give him a big hug. I never met him physically or in person, but I know we will meet Grant. I know I will.
1: Oh, you will love him. He is fantastic.
0: Oh, well, you struck gold, girl. And he struck gold. You both <laughs> struck gold. The people always say that sometimes. Well, I did. No, no, no. It's both. It takes two.
1: <laughs> it really, well, and it really does, especially in, you know, in a relationship and, this is gonna be year three of my first ever relationship in my life. Um, and he has taught me so much about healthy relationships and healthy communication in a partnership. And we've learned so much together. Um, that, you know, I, I'm just really looking forward to getting to to go back to university with him and and have a place of our own and, you know, step into the next adventure together and like I said, he's he's amazing. He is the most supportive. He was so excited when he heard that I was going to do this podcast with you today. He got all excited. He was like, oh, "We'll get up early. We'll eat a nice big breakfast and have iced coffees together, and we'll go for a okay. nice big walk so you feel nice and energized." And he's oh
2: my lord,
1: he's fantastic. Wow. I love him.
0: Well, girl, two things then. One about transitioning and going into post-secondary, the second chapter of every young person's life, if they choose to. Pick a Gap, university, both platforms. And I'd love to do one on young relationships. I think that'll be cool.
1: That would be a very good one. Um, There's, I I read um, one of the girls I went to elementary school. She ended up, she ended up at university. Um, I don't know which one it is. So I don't want to, I'm not going to speak for her and tell her story for her, but she wrote a beautiful op-ed on young relationships and how to navigate relationships in post-secondary and what moving in with someone really looks like and if if I can if I can find that I'd love to send it to you it is Please. it was so well written and I think it's really important for every young couple to really understand how to live with their partner and how to how to healthily coexist with someone it, yes. was, it was just so well written. I was very, I was, I've always been very impressed by her works. I, like I said, I've known her since elementary school. She is fantastic and a very bright individual. And so when, when I saw that, that piece of hers, I got very excited because I went, oh my gosh, here she goes. What has she got for me today? Um, <laughs> yes. I think a podcast with you on young relationships, that would definitely be something for a lot of of youth to hear and especially, yes. you know, young relationships and post-secondary yes. and those very much go hand in hand together. And it's so Huge. important for, and even mental health ties into that. It's, yes. it's Huge. a very big, broad topic. And there are so many different facets of it that need to be addressed.
0: That's right. And knowing it's okay just to get through it. Like just knowing, okay, it's okay. Just being you, just being you within it, my love. I got to have you back, sweetheart. I would love to
1: come back back and talk to you again.
0: Okay. Well, you're going to come back, my love. I'm going to divide this into two because it's a powerhouse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a big one. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, Yes.
0: Can you send me an up-to-date picture? I don't like to use... I want an up-to-date picture. Send me one because we have a... Send me one so I can use it when I'm posting. I'm going to edit this and get it out by uh, Friday. But thank you so much for coming on the Joy Foster podcast, Olivia Thank you so
1: much for having me. And I cannot wait for the next time we can see each other in person because I can't wait to give you the biggest hug.
0: Well, likewise. Likewise, sweetheart. Likewise. Love you, honey.
1: I love you too, Joy.
0: Okay. Bye, sweetheart.
1: Bye.
0: Bye, honey. Good morning. Welcome to the Joy Foster podcast. And it's Friday morning. And the sun shining and uh, we had the windows open last night and the the house was nice and cool and uh, yeah, it was awesome. Just waking up this morning after doing two phenomenal podcasts yesterday. And uh, with two young ladies that you're gonna listen to. I won't tell you, I'm gonna leave that for you to uh, hear on the Joy Foster podcast. But something really kind of came very, very strong with me this morning, like to my mind. And I thought to myself, I'm gonna sit down in my living room surrounded by my family's pictures and the presence of God and just share with you all. And through the conversations yesterday, and we were talking, and it was really great and healthy and positive. I realize in life, if it's not only young people, it's people in general, is how we look for joy, tranquility in things. How we look for it in the day. How we look for it in the people we're around. Our friends, our family, new people, new acquaintances, relationships. We look for that joy when we need to look at the joy within ourselves. What keeps us sustainable with us? What keeps us happy with us? When nobody else is around, let's say if you're out with your friends, or if you are out um, just at a, let's say for a party, um, or if you're out for dinner, or you're at work, and the atmosphere isn't up to par up to your standards, let's say, you're bored or whatever, and you're searching for that. It's that deep, peaceful joy inside of you that needs to be looked at. And the only way it hit me so hard, I was uh, in my laundry room there fertilizing my shrubs, and it hit me. And God said to me, it's me. It's me. We look every single where in life, everywhere in life, for peace, for happiness. Some do um, it with drugs. Um, Some do it with alcohol. Some do it with the popular friends. Some do it with just life. Some people do it with whatever. I don't know. Um, But they have done it, but not knowing that peace comes from God. God. It comes from getting up in the morning and know that he's your go-to. He's the one that you sit down and you talk to. Because when you look at everybody, everybody is searching. They're searching in the wrong places. And I myself have done it. I have done it myself. I remember uh, my mom, God rest her soul, um, Ina May, who just passed in January um, of this year, um, said to me, never ever take your eyes off God, no matter what. And I remember when Sean and I would go to her long-term care home where she stayed in the last years of her life. And sometimes we walk into a room and she's just talking and she's just talking and talking and talking and talking to God. And I just reach over and I touch Sean's hand and I say, you know something, hon, let her go. Let her go. And We just listened to her, and it was a message. I truly believe it was from Almighty God in letting me know that I'm here for you. She's going to come with me one day, but I'm going to leave these words through you because sometimes we don't listen. So God puts other people in our lives at certain times to shake us up. And even if you don't believe or you do believe he will never, ever leave you. And I just really wanted to make that really, really relevant this morning because um, through all these conversations and mentoring that I'm doing with young people or people in general or people that I just meet in a grocery store or we're walking and they're sharing about their life, everybody is searching, but they're searching in the wrong place. They're searching in music. And some of the music I listen to is so like, oh my gosh. Like, okay, to each his own. I'm not here to judge. But if you're going to come and talk, I hope that you're open to listen. To listen. There is something happening in this world right now, if it's not even COVID. Or is that there's something of a change up. And God is speaking to us through his word and through people. And I pray that he's speaking through me and I know he is because there was a time that I look for peace and happiness within friends, within things. The more clothes I have, I'd feel better. The better place that I, the better home that I have, um, more money in the bank, uh, the job, the friends, the vacations. Like, why is it That we need things to make us happy when we can just be happy with ourselves. And that's what God is telling us every single day. I am everything. I am your go-to. I am the one that when you're feeling down, sit down with me and talk with me. He's the one that gives you peace. Peace the pass of all understandings. And if you listen to that, what I just said there, peace the pass of all understandings. I might be saying it wrong, but I know what I'm saying. It passes of all understandings. When people say that they need to do this or they need to do that to be happy. No you don't. Because if you look at it, it's only temporarily. It only lasts for a while. Like if you go to a club, you gotta go again, right? If you go out and you take drugs, you gotta take another hit, right? If you go out and you get drunk, you got to have that feeling again, right? Because it just takes you out of your mindset. And all of a sudden you get up and you might have a headache. Depends on how much you drank. Or it's only temporarily. It doesn't last forever. But with him, it does. And when I look back and I look back at my young days, I say to myself, what the heck? But when I look back, I realized that God was taking me on a path. He was taking me on a journey. He was letting me know, this is what I want you to go through because I'm preparing you. Now, that's my life. I'm not saying that's your life. But when you wake up in the days and sometimes life is not good, you have to ask yourself, it doesn't feel good because that is life. It's what you do to make it better. And you can take a negative approach to it. You can take... um, Um, an approach of of ignorance. You can get mad and that's self-talking. And trust me, been there, done that. But when I look at it, it doesn't really help because it blocks every single thing good coming into your life. It blocks the potential. It blocks what you're meant to do. It blocks the positivity. It's just all that disruptive, frustrating um things that you're feeling and it clouds everything, all your clarity is gone. And you know, there is a there is evil in this world. There is evil. And evil can show its head any single time. But when you trust in God, you have Him to rely upon. You have Him to go to you have him to talk to. And I can't even talk more about Jesus Christ because in my years now of 60 years, 60 years old, and I'm proud to say it, um, is that I've learned so much. And I continue to learn a lot more. I continue to let myself know that things are okay because he reminds me and people look at me and they go, what's this joy on your face? And I'm so glad my dad named me that. My real name is Karen Foster, but joy is a pet name. Every West Indian child has a second name, but I'm so glad he named me joy because he's seen the joy in me. I remember when he was frustrated and down my dad, he'd always come to me and he'd talk for hours on end. And on Fridays we'd order Chinese food. And um, we'll watch Kung Fu movies by Bruce Lee and things like that. And just good, good memories. But he'd always talk. We'd have such great conversations. And when I reflect upon that, God was preparing me for my journey, for my journey, to let people know that there is joy in him. And there's peace, peace, the past of all understanding, a peace that nobody can give you. Nobody can give you but him. You can be in a relationship and you love your partner but your girlfriend, your wife, your husband. But it's a peace. It's a peace that passes all understandings. You can be in a storm of your life where you feel like everything's against you, every single thing's against you, and you can stand, be in the middle of that storm and feel secured. You can be in the middle of that storm and you can feel such tranquility. Not by meditation, just a different type of tranquility, a peace that passes all understandings. I'm going to keep saying that. A peace that passes all understandings. And the world needs it. The world needs him. And it's my duty, being his child, to make sure that it's there for you. And everything's a choice. Everything's a choice. Before I get out of my bed in the morning, I sit down on the side of my bed or I lie down and I say a prayer. And I commit every single thing to him that day. Binding all evil out because there is evil spirits, believe it or not. There is. Um, All you got to do is take a look at what's happening around the world. But there's also good in the world. Um, You love your friends, but you don't run to them for happiness. You should already have that within yourself. You should already bring that to the table every single morning. You should already be happy about who you are, what you're doing. But the only way you're going to have that is through Jesus Christ. That's the only way, folks. And I found it. I find it every single day through talking with him. I find it every single day of being alone with him, my alone time. Um, I find... Just listening to the birds in the morning when they're tweaking outside my bedroom window. I hear his message, just let me know it's going to be okay. Because I've done it all for you. All you have to do is just get up and walk and believe and trust me. And if you're going through anything right now, just take the time and just say a prayer. Just take the time and say a prayer. If you're feeling down, if you're getting going through anything in life, things are not going right. Give it all to him and he will give you peace that passeth all understandings. He is awesome and I love him so much for letting me know who I am and what my duties are upon this earth. And on that note, follow or subscribe to my podcast, the Joy Foster Podcast. There's going to be some great stuff happening, but just find your inner peace, guys. Love you. Have a great day.